Welcome to the B&E Podcast with Brandon Colby-Cook and Evan Schulte. Exploring the creative process and finding the balance between artistry and industry. Entirely uncut and unscripted. Whoa! The record button has been hit. Here we go. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, baby. You know what I liked about that? It was original. And if you listen to our last podcast, you know, something different. Yep, something different. And we're always trying to do something different here on the B&E podcast. Except last time I did something similar on purpose just so that I could comment on the importance of being different. Well, look how tricky you are. So that's really still not, not the same. It still is different. It is different. You know? <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, but here we are. It's our not so serious podcast. So we don't know what we're talking about. We're going to talk and we'll get into something. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it is a weird day, folks. We don't know what is going on. Yeah. But uh, if you're sure tuning in, get ready for a ride because we don't know where we're going either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I guess we'll, we'll, you know, one of us will start talking about something here. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, um, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at you and it's like, it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know what I got. I don't know what I got. Um, well, you know, there's something about that. Like, I think like with today, like we've done this podcast long enough now where we're like, yeah, we'll start talking. Something will happen. And I think that's an important lesson. You know, if I could just kick it off with something like that. I mean, you know, there's so many days, like as I write every single day, right. And I've written for, I don't know, 1800 and 1880, 1890 days, somewhere right around there now. Um, I almost don't even pay attention anymore, but I write it down and I keep track. And some days I sit down and I'm like, I don't want to write like at all. Like I just, I just don't want to do it. And I, I, I really badly would like to just go and do something else. I want to get outside or whatever. Yeah. Or I'm on like quote unquote vacation time. And like, it kind of feels like sometimes writing is like taking away from something else I'd rather do. But there's something that's really great about just sitting down and doing the thing, even when you don't yeah. want to do it. Well, you know, I think that it's, it's, um, one of those things that as we've, as we've learned, it's, it's kind of a little bit about trusting where you're at is exactly where you're supposed to be. And also yeah. where we draw inspiration from too, you know, it's like, we only seem to like want to work when, or we tell ourselves it's like, Oh, like, I, I can't do good work unless I'm feeling like super, just like freaking pumped, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, I, lots of really inspired stuff comes out of when you're not, you know, I think that the biggest thing with that is you accept where you're at and throw, and then you throw in a little dash of fuck it. Yeah. With a little dash of fuck it when you're feeling like, kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I want to do. Um, I feel like I got nothing. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> well, and just start somewhere. Yeah. Right. You just start with the first thing, you know, the mm-hmm. first brush stroke, the first couple of words, even if the words are just like, I really don't feel like doing this shit right now. I don't feel like doing this shit at all. Yeah. This shit 
has nothing I want to do right now. <laughs> so fuck this shit. Yeah. And blah. And next thing you know, you find yourself on like a little run. Yeah. On something, but it's like it's still inspired because it's kind of honest. You yeah. know, it's like it's it's hitting where you're at. Next thing you know, you're kind of pumped up. It's like you know, it started out with me just being like screw this shit, and then it ended <laughs> with me like writing or doing some of my best stuff. Yeah, that so. ha- that happened to me today actually. Like, um, <clears throat> you know, I. Uh, woke up this morning and I was kind of like, you know, it's one of those days I woke up pretty early, but I was like, just kind of, I don't know, like trying to get myself going, but I had enough work kind of like on my plate to kind of get me going. And when I started doing my writing, um, I was writing and, uh, you know, I didn't want to write I do my writing. And then I ended up writing out a, wrote out a blog. And then I was like, uh, well, I have another blog that I'm like, I want to write about this other topic. So I wrote that one and then I was like, Hey, I'm feeling pretty good now. And then I wrote a third. So I wrote like three blogs, but the thing is, it's really funny. It's like, <laughs> I didn't want to write at all. Yeah. But the thing is, it's kind of like just doing the first one. I don't know what it did. It just like greased the wheels or something. Yeah. And then, you know, I start, start going. And I think like, you know, the whole, it's like just a dash of fuck it is kind of a good way to put it. Cause I want to write, but I don't really feel like writing. That's kind of the difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause I think there's lots of stuff we want to do but we don't do them mostly because we don't feel like it. Mm. And so, um, it's kind of not like, it's not like, like you would do it. You just wanted to feel better when you did it. Right. Yeah. So sometimes it's like just taking those feelings and just being like, okay, this is what I feel and I'm going to do it. And I think also like with screenwriting, a lot of the time I find when I'm not in the best, like emotional state, that's actually when a lot of my best writing comes up. Yeah. You know, because I don't know, you know, you kind of can use something that's going on there. Yeah. I mean, like, especially, yeah. Like when, if you're connected to something kind of real, you mm-hmm. know, and you, and you let that kind of come out too. I, I think that's like, that's, is an important thing about like when you're feeling in that place, I think we try and avoid it yeah. a lot when we're, we're in that place. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's not necessarily a place that you want to stay at for sure. Like feeling and just like, ah, I don't feel like doing this, you know, like, it's just kind of like, a, a, you feel like you're just slogging through some muck and, and stuff. And it's, not, yeah, it's not your ideal place, but, um, I think it's like when you just sort of like acknowledge it and you even, you find some way to just express it. And that's why I'm always just like, you know, we talk a lot about writing on here, like as, you know, like with screenwriting and and blogs and, and, you know, we've had novelists and stuff like on here. And, um, but I think that, that journaling is an important thing for, for, any artist mm. to like, at least give it a shot. If you never really, really done it, or, you know, maybe you're already doing it, which is great, which I mean, then, you know, but it's like, it's, it's such a good thing just to be able to just like spill it out. Like, honestly, if you're just feeling like you're in that place of, I don't feel like doing this shit, mm-hmm. you know, like, and just, and just speak about it, honestly, let it out. And then usually you start to feel like doing something after that. You yeah. Know? Like it's, it's, yeah. So, so blatantly obvious it seems, but you know, um, taking away a little bit from like the obvious things like writing and painting or doing whatever your work is, you know, one of the things I've been actually trying to do as well is just give myself permission to just go off and do something in the, in the day, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, I think there's a lot of time where, uh, in, in the past I've been caught in like certain types of habits and stuff like that, where it's just kind of easier to stay home and watch a movie or, you know, or, just, I don't know, do the regular basic thing, like just go for a drink or something or go for some food. But instead, like, you know, I don't know, like 
kind of giving myself permission to say like, okay, well, I just want to go drive over here and do a hike over in this area. I want to go walk around there or, or I don't know, see this, see this musician or do something like I've been kind of giving myself permission to kind of like, just go. And there's this part of me, it sounds kind of weird in a way. It's like, I have a resistance to do it. Like there's all these excuses like, Oh, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's a kind of a waste of time or it might not even be that fun or whatever. My yeah, mind yeah. kind of does this thing. And then it's like, yeah, just do it anyway. Like, yeah. fuck it. Let's just do it. But it's kind of like a little bit of fuck it. And you kind of go and then you end up having this great time. And you're like, why don't I do this more? But yeah. like, it's like breaking uh, some comfort zones. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. I, and I think that's another practical one too. Taking walks. Yeah. Take some walks, people. Mm-hmm. I mean, like some of the, some of the greatest discoveries, Einstein discovered lots of shit. <laughs> Can't tell you exactly what it is, but I know he <laughs> discovered lots of shit taking walks. Yeah. And, uh, and, and lots of great inventors and philosophers and stuff. It's just like, you know, you're stuck, take a walk. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually like it, it's actually lights up more of your brain, mm-hmm. you know, like it gets like things moving. It, it, it can actually just get you a little bit unstuck. It changes scenery. So writing and walking, yeah, just some real good practical stuff. And, and it's not a waste of time. No, you know, like it's, like, would you rather sit in front of the canvas, whatever your canvas is, we'll use that metaphorically as canvas. Um, if you're, if you're sitting in front of, uh, in front of your canvas and, and like, is it, is it better for you to just like sit there suffering and, and in pain over just like not being able to come up with, with anything for several hours or to take like a half hour walk? Yeah. You know, clear your head, come back and maybe you've got something. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, I think also like the whole thing about being like an artist or being like self-employed is it's so easy to be working like all the time, but like not really working kind of just busy all the time, like busy doing it all the time. But, um, you know, so one of the things that I've been really trying to do more just right now is like when I'm working, I'm working, but when I'm like not working, I'm going to just fully be doing something else. Mm -hmm. Like no more busy work, no more like kind of doing it, you know, because I'm kind of getting things done. And it's, it's sneaky, especially as a filmmaker and a screenwriter, because sometimes I'm like, I want to sit back and watch a movie. And all of a sudden I'm sitting back and I'm watching a movie and my mind's just breaking down the movie, figuring out how they shot it, looking at, you know, breaking out characters. And I'm like, I'm working right now. Fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I need to, like, I need to sometimes just like get away from it all. And I think it's good, you know, I think it's good to be watching lots of films and, and, and plays and, you know, whatever, going to art shows if you're a painter, listening to music if you're a musician, doing all this stuff. Yeah. But I think, like, it's good to have a, a hobby that gets you away from that. I was mentioning this before, but, you know, a couple, a few years ago, actually, no, it was four, four years ago, I picked up uh, just a hobby, um, remote control cars. Mm. I always wanted to when I was, when I was, like, kind of a, in my, you know, early 20s. My brothers had um, really nice remote control cars. My oldest brother bought one and built it and I built it kind of, well, I didn't really, I kind of helped him. I kind of was there for moral support, but I was there as he was building it. And then we drive it around. It was really fun. And it's kind of one of those things where it's just a, you know, it's just a fun little hobby to have. And, you know, um, just taking out the remote control car and going to drive around a little bit and just do that. It's like a great way for me to kind of just be with myself and kind of have some fun. It's not film related because it's, you know, one thing too is with film and I'm sure that other people who are actors and filmmakers and screenwriters can relate to this. Like 
everything around us is always like film and television a lot of the time. You know, like I find that all the yeah. time, you know, it's like, you know, you Netflix and movies and, and you're just, you go to the bar and there's like a television out, you know, it's always on all the time. And so there's this kind of like, um, passive work that's always being done, you know, at least for me. And I'm always, yeah. just my mind is always like breaking stuff down. And, um, it exhausts me. And I've been noticing that too. It's like, am like, am, when I'm doing this thing, when I'm watching this movie, am I like, am I really getting the joy that I, that I want to be getting? Or am I like, is my mind getting exhausted from working it, you know? Right. And, um, you know, and I think the thing is, is that it's, it's one of those things where sometimes for me, like I literally have to just step away from watching movies or, 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 you know, or things like television or whatever, just being anything industry involved because, you know, that's, that can just become like 24 seven work basically, Yeah. you know? And then I don't, I don't do like things that are kind of fun for me, which, you know, like you said, a walk, like it's not a waste of time because sometimes a walk, you know, is, is like a good way to just get away from it all, you know? Yeah. But yeah. you're, you've got to, got to give your time, your mind time to like, um, to be off and, in some ways, you know, it's like, it's, uh, it's kind of like meditation. Like meditation isn't like you stop your thinking, but you just kind of, you change the way that you're thinking Mm -hmm. and that you go about your thinking. And it's, it's an important thing to not think. Yeah. Like, you know, like you, you can't just continue on like, um, like to, to put it in a certain way, it's like the sound, like, like sound waves, you know, are actually it's not just like a wall of sound. Like I'm talking actual, like the science of sound frequency, how it works. It's like every sound that you hear, including the sound of my voice right now is not just like this big, long wave of sound. It's comprised of sound starting and stopping, starting and stopping, starting and stopping and just different in a different pattern. Right. But it's sound is actually made of not sound. What do you mean? You know what I mean? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so it's made of sound, like sound is, is comprised of, of, oh man, this is like, it's kind of like a weird mind fuck, but it's like, it's sound is actually comprised of sound and not sound. Okay. There's actual, like in my voice right now are actual, like if you were to look at the actual waves, there are breaks in my voice, even as sound is coming out. Like if you were, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like in cinematography, there's light, but there's darkness. And sometimes darkness is, is just as important, if not more important than the light. Um, you know, one of the things like, like in sounds the same way, if you are constantly just going, eh, like making the same noise or whatever for indefinitely, it would normalize to the point where it wouldn't even exist in a sense. You know what I mean? Okay. Whereas like if you're, if you're talking and you're starting and stopping, each word has kind of an up and a down, well, it's, then you kind of have the, the volume goes up and down in a sense. So you see the differentiation. Like, yeah. You know? Well, like there's not just that, but I mean, it's, if, if you were to just make the sound of, uh, and keep it going, <laughs> Such a beautiful if you, sound. yeah, <laughs> uh, can do something musical. Show do it again. Evan. Uh, it's so good. <laughs> but even within that, if you are like the actual sound wave itself is still not, is still not just like a solid thing of sound. 
Like it's actually like the waves are actually like it's like oh, mm, 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 oh okay mm, all right mm, oh I see what you mean. So even what sounds like consistent sound, like it's just like this one like unending sound. If you actually look at it, um, it's it's not actually like that. Oh really? Yeah. It's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So so, so what what? So uh, so I mean is that it's like, like I never you know this. like for for music and sound, it's, it, it, I'm, I'm just trying to draw a parallel to like how, how our minds are kind of need the same thing, you know, music, like even in a, in a beautiful harmony, you know, you hear this, like this big sound coming out, but it's actually made of starting and stopping hmm. on and off, right? A, a very quick vibration. That's the thing. It's a very quick vibration of on and off hmm. that creates sound, right? But our minds, if they're going all the time, right, we start to just get like a little bit imbalanced, right? right like yeah. it's just, we get completely drowned out. Um, you, you know, I'm reading a book right now and it's something like do what you love or something. It's like an older book and it's okay. I mean, I'm not, it's, not, <laughs> it's not my favorite. I was going to say, you didn't sound very impressed at the very outset of this. But it has these little nuggets in it that are, are really good. I just, you know, for me, like whatever, I'm just going to say this on a side note. It's like when I read a book, I'm like, just get to your fucking point. Like, let's just like, just talk about what your main value is and don't give me any filler. Like if you really need to enhance the point and you need to bring it out a little bit more then fine. But like, I really like, I read a lot. And so when I read a book where someone really doesn't actually have a lot of value they're writing about, and so they kind of milk it and they write Mm. it out a little bit more it really pisses me off to be honest. Cause I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, Hey, like, great. We get the point. Let's move on to your next thing. That's of, you know, cause like, I'm not like, I, I don't need to I'm hear you. Interest. Like, yeah. I don't yeah. need to hear you like, tr- you know, just fill this thing out anymore. It's irrelevant. But this book in my experience has, uh, you know, these little nuggets of gold that are actually really gold. It's just, there's a, too much filler in there. So I kind of like go like through, you know, these kind of periods of like, eh, I don't like this book. I don't know. Yeah. But Anyway, they, one of the things that this, you know, this woman's writing about, she's writing about doing what you love. And she was talking about various people and she gives various examples of people kind of transitioning from doing what we were kind of told to do to like doing what you love. And the chapter that I'm in right now, she's kind of like recognizing your process. For example, she talks about a woman who, when she works, she likes to not have anybody else in the room. She wants to be like alone. And she was working for a company where it's like an open door policy. Everybody's supposed to be able to walk in anywhere all the time, mm-hmm. but she would close her door. And at first everybody was having a problem with that, but she kind of needed to stand for the fact that like when she's working and creating, she needs to close her door. She wants full focus and she wants to be on her own. And by by kind of having the confidence and self-esteem to declare what she needed, she was able to kind of get what she wanted and still function in this environment without everybody being upset. Right. Um, choose another example, which I don't remember, but these little things like, you know, like I think it was something like someone who would just take a nap or something like to, to, to do a certain part of their process. And you know, I was thinking about that. I was like, well, you know, that's a good piece of knowledge because or a good piece of awareness because sometimes for me, you know, if I get stuck, just going for a walk or having a nap are really like extremely valuable things. And, you know, and I've been learning to kind of embrace that as an artist and a creative, because 
you know, there's this part of me, it's like, well, you don't nap in the middle of the day. You got to work all day. You got to wake up early yeah. and you got to do this. And all the people are out there working right <laughs> yeah. now and they don't have a choice. Yeah, you exactly. got to do that too. And so the whole thing, like going for a walk, being a waste of time can seem like a waste of time because you're not sitting down at your desk or whatever it is you're supposed to do working. But that time walking away, the value that's gained just from the process of doing that. Yeah. Or not even walking, just going up and doing an activity that's fun that's not related because in that time you take a little bit of your you know your grip off of it and then it kind of frees it up yeah well I mean you know they say that like most people who work like a nine to five job like especially like an office job like they say that like people really only have like two to three really actually productive hours in in an eight hour day yeah Well, so it's like, what exactly. the fuck else is it? It's all the filler. Yeah. Right. And it's, and so it's, I, I think that especially today, like in today's day and age, how much like we are able to get done in, you know, a sh- such a short period of time, like stuff. Well, that, that's what's, that's what's happening. And it's making the like hour working like obsolete. But the thing is, is we're all still programmed with the hour. Like I don't even, yeah. I don't even really work for my hour. Like I work like like I work for what I produce or I work for what I create or, you know, or what I package, but I still have that hour mindset. And, and, and when I sit down to work, it's kind of like hours in, you know what I mean? Like how many hours am I putting into my work? And there's something about just, even if you never accomplished anything, but just sitting down at your desk and being like, I'm working and I've been working for this many hours, even though you're not even evaluating what you accomplished, just the fact that you sat down and did it for a little bit yeah. somehow seems you, like a success. Yeah, you mean, it's like that is a waste of time. That's what a waste of time is. A real success is like, because if you looked at my four hours, say I'm working, sitting down working, if I actually accomplished like half an hour, like 30 minutes of work, that was the work I did. So if I could have sat down on my desk and did 30 minutes and said, I did that work, now I'm moving on, that would have been better than the yeah. four hours because, but it's weird because, you know, we've been taught ever since school, you show up at school in the morning and you leave at like three or whatever. And then, you know, and you're, it's always hours in hours out and our whole world is kind of programmed like that. Yeah. But it's changing. And so it's also, you got to change your mind with it, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's, it's so interesting because like with our ability to do things faster, you know, like you think that, it would mean it's like, oh man, that means that like we'll get more free time, but now it's just been like, you're expected to do more yeah, and more exactly. and more and more and do more and do more and do more. It's like to, to what end, you know, like what, you know, so <laughs> what are we trying to get to here? So my, I'm not going to mention the group, but my dad and I were involved in a men's group. It was young men and, and older men, but it was like men getting together and, and building and building stuff together and just kind of creating bonds and whatever. And, um, you know, with my, with my dad, his work model growing up was, you know, work with tenacity, work with a certain kind of like, like get it done, be super productive. You know, when you do that, do that full out and then, you know, move on. He, you know, and he had his own struggles with being a little bit of a workaholic in the sense that, you know, he had the hours in hours out model too, that he was trying to battle with. And I saw him, Mm -hmm. he did impart on me a lot of like, kind of like, it's not so much about the time you put in. It's the, it's what you produce. It's what you actually create and do and accomplish. But we were part of this men's group. And I remember him telling me because they got all the men, not the young men, but they got all the men to start building this essentially was like, uh, putting together this hut, this, this house was out in the, in the forest or whatever. 
And, um, you know, and he was just like, and he was like, he was doing his job, like, like 10 times what every other guy was doing. And then they were like, okay, Craig, do this. Okay. Do this, do this, do this. And so he got to a certain point where he's like, there's like the reason why the men don't work hard is because every time they accomplish something, it's just now you do this, you do this, you do this. And that no one's like, there's no relief. It's just, they'll just burn you out. If you work harder, all it is, is that you just work more and there's no return for it. So, um, it's always more to do. Right. And so what, what I started to identify at an early age was that, okay, well, if you're working in a system that doesn't reward you for working harder, that, you know, what's going to end up happening is you're, you're either just going to get used up by doing that and then, uh, not, not get the return for it and you won't get relieved. Or if you're leading it, the people who are working it, you'll get the worst out of them because really everybody's just going to meet each other's level because no one wants to, no one wants to outperform. So I had a soccer coach and I want to just kind of fill in the story. I had a soccer coach where we had to run like a certain amount of laps in like, I think 12 or 15 minutes around the field, at the beginning of practice. And I just ran faster than everybody and I actually lapped everyone. And my team was getting pissed off at me, but my coach stopped and said, okay, great. You're done. And you, and everyone else had to run. And then I got to sit with the coaches, stand with the coaches and talk with them. But they, they actually rewarded me for putting in the extra effort. They're very smart that way. Mm-hmm. And I think like, you know, for the leaders out there, for the people who are really trying to build something, inspire that in other people to get them to work. And then if you see them working and putting that extra effort, like reward them for that, get them, give them some relief. Cause really what will end up happening is you start inspiring and everybody to start pushing themselves. Cause mm-hmm. like if, cause I think you have like, you have one of two ways you either rise to the level of your peer groups, right. Or you lower to the level of your peer group. And the problem is, is with this hourly system we have, we're actually designed to lower to a level of our peer group. Cause we can way outdo what we do. But the, the thing is, is that, you know, we don't because, you know, we learn very early on and whether we're consciously aware of it or not, that if we put more effort in, there's no real benefit out of it. So, you know, unless we're invested in what we're building personally, we're not going to do it. There's just no point. There's no motivation. Yeah, and not it. necessarily that, that like, there's no, like, there's no reward for it, but I think that's partially to the problem of like, you know, the, what do they call it? You know, like the sticker, the sticker generation or whatever, like no matter what, like even last place gets a trophy, you know, it's like that has a similar kind of effect, right? you know, like where it's, or it's like, if you finish at the top, you're like, well, who cares? Everybody got a trophy. Yeah. You know? Um, but I mean, it, in, in many ways, like you want motivation is, is one yeah, of those it's weird called, things. It's of, called leveling. Yeah. It's actually where you take people who are higher up and then you level them down to the average, or you take people who are lower and level them up to the average and both have devastating effects. And, um, you know, we live a bit in a society that unfortunately does try to level because, um, really like we, you know, it's a little bit like we don't want people standing out because if you think about it, if everybody fits, they're more easy to deal with as a whole. Yeah. And that's the herd mentality. But the thing is, is like, if you're, if you start to become aware of how this works, you can kind of go, okay, wait, I need to step out of this. Yeah. Even though the thing, the thing is we have to remember, like most of us are kind of indoctrinated into this herd mentality. Oh, absolutely. And we don't necessarily want to be, it's just that we're unconscious that we're doing it. Yeah. And our education model is, is what's 
pretty yeah. much the main Everybody factor behind that. Everybody sit at your desk in rows, yeah. in lineups. You know, like everything's all order, right? Like, re- like I mean, I know it's changing, but like, if I want to put my desk over here in the corner and sit at a diagonal way, yeah. then let me do it. That's how I want to learn. Yeah. You know, if I want to turn my back to you as, as an audience member, and I don't even want to look at you as a teacher, I just want to listen to you, let me do it. But they won't let you do it in the system. They won't even encourage it. So what ends up happening is everybody starts to go, we have to do life this way. We have yeah. to line up. We have to look this way. We have to be in order, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and the thing is too, is like, I was going to say that like, there's this attitude that, that like everybody can, can just be a straight A student in, right. in the system as it is. Right. It's like everybody, everybody can just do it. You can like, you just got to work hard enough. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's just, it's kind of bullshit. Yeah. Right. Like there's like, it's, people who, who get straight A's are, are mostly just people who are kind of like academically inclined, you know? But I mean, it's like, I, I knew like, and I, I was like an, an A student in school, but there were, there were still certain subjects that I had a more difficult time with. And yeah, sure. Like I applied myself a little bit more and just because I knew that I could do it. Yeah. Um, but you know, like I, I had friends who was like, you know, certain things like math, right. I remember uh, a friend of mine had such a problem with a, with a math teacher who was just so hard on them and was, uh, so lacking in compassion and was just saying like, you just need to work harder. You're not, you're just not applying yourself hard enough and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, and I, I literally like would be helping them and watching them just like agonizing, like in tears because they just like, they couldn't get it. Right. Right. They just didn't get it. And the thing is, is that you're fucking punished for that. Right. You know, like the way that things are, because if you don't get the certain grades, you can't get into certain schools. Right. And you end up just basically handpicking, not even the best and brightest people, you know, maybe as like, as you, you only end up sort of cherry picking people who are the academically inclined, right? Which is only one set of skills. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, and, and now you've just kind of screwed somebody else because they have a different set of skills, right? Which is the irritation for me in, in like the whole thing, because it's like, not everybody is fucking good at everything. Like, yeah. It's like, not everybody's supposed to be good at everything like that, but we just don't have something that really reflects that. Mm-hmm. It really encourages, nourishes that. And so, yeah, so it becomes this sort of what it is, mm-hmm. you know, this sort of pack thing. You either raise or lower the average and people have to kind of like go right. one way or the other with it. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't bring people to their, to their potential, you know, and, and a person's potential is, is in where the things they're inclined discovering where a person is inclined and finding a way to best nurture that. Right. I think we're getting there. Yeah. But, uh, man, usually, usually you're the one who always does the ripping on the education system, but see I'm, everyone I'm when I'm over there too. <laughs> I've slowly chipped away at his psyche, but you know, we, <laughs> we kind of got into this cause uh, you, I, I want to come back to this because you were talking about, um, people's process. Mm. Everybody has a different process and, and, uh, I want to comment on that too. It's like, yeah, like finding your process is an understanding what works for you is 
so huge, mm-hmm. you know, like we're just taking a walk or taking a nap, having a routine, having even a ritual, you know, I've heard all kinds of different things, um, that artists do and use in order to, in order to do their work. Mm-hmm. Right. And you have to let go of sort of judgment around that, you know, as to what you should be doing or what that all looks like. So, I mean, if you've got something like, and you don't even, the thing is you don't need to analyze it. You don't need to say, oh, well, you know, it's science has shown that if I Mm -hmm. rest for 20 minutes in the afternoon and blah, like, yeah, that's all fine and good, but you know, don't overthink this shit. You know, like if it works, it works. Just do it. Mm -hmm. Like if it's, if it's what's getting you in the door, if it's what's pushing you through whatever resistance you have or getting you through sort of like a day where you're just like, nothing's happening for me, you know, and, and you have this little process that you do that gets you through it. Who gives a shit what it is? Unless it's hurting somebody, of course, you got some weird sort of thing that you exercise in order to get creative and inspired. But yeah, I mean, you don't know. I, you know, I, I, one of the things that I've been asking myself and, and just kind of asking other people that I've you know, been, you know, working with or connecting with is like, what would you do if you had everything you want? Like, how would you live your life? Right. And I think everyone has these like token answers like, Oh, you know, I, I travel here and buy this and do that. But it's like, okay, well, what would you do though with your daily life? And the thing is, is I was, uh, I sat down with a friend just the other day, I think it was two days ago and we broke down our, our work. Right. And, uh, he gets paid 20 bucks an hour to do his job. Um, and I get paid what I get paid. And we broke down how much, how many hours he works to make the same amount of hour, money that I make. So we worked it out and I, for 12 to 16 hours of work for me equates to about, I think it's 160 hours for him. Holy shit. So it, for every 10 hours he spends, it only takes me one hour to make the same amount of money he, he makes. And Cause I don't necessarily work by the hours. So I don't necessarily think that way. Yeah. But we, we did it. And I was like, and, and so then he was like, you know, and I was telling him my struggle. Cause like right now I sometimes feel like I'm being lazy. Like I don't want to go and do extra work and stuff like that. And he was like, well, yeah, it makes perfect sense, man. You're making the same amount of money and you're like, you can work for like a fraction of the time. I'm like, yeah, but I also have these other goals I want to do. But for some reason, you know, and he's like, and he was kind of telling me, he's like, you know, it's interesting because laziness is such a good thing in so many ways, the way you're doing it. Cause you're, you're basically doing what I want to do, which is you're just working smarter to do the same thing. Yeah. And so, um, he was kind of helping me to see like, okay, well, how can I just say, maybe get my work ethic up 10% or whatever, because my motivation originally to make money the way I do was so that I could work less. So, but my challenge is, is that I feel like I should be working like someone who's working 40 hours a week, but that's not why I, I was motivated to get my career this to this way. Yeah. So, um, he was like, well, what if you just did twice as much work as you did? And I was like, yeah, that'd be pretty good. He's like, look how much money you'd make. And he's like, what if you did three times? Right. It's like, cause it's going to basically like be 10 times as much work. To, to, to basically work the same amount I work, you make 10 times the money, but maybe that's not what motivates you. And I thought, holy shit, you're right. But like, it was, it was just this little shift. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we were looking at it and, and, uh, you know, it was really interesting because he was helping me see also that in my process, 
there's a certain amount of suffering about not having to work that I do. I know this sounds really weird, but I have time off. Like I can get up when I want to get up or go to sleep when I want to go to sleep. For the most part, unless I make an agreement or commitment with a client or something, or hold a class at a certain time, I don't really have to go to anything at any particular time. It right. gives me a lot of freedom. But I have a certain kind of guilt that I'm experiencing having that freedom. Hmm. And I it sounds so silly, but for me to like, that's been part of my struggle recently is like realizing that like, if I have time off, like if I don't necessarily have to work, that that is okay. And like, it sounds so weird, but like, like, yeah. like, and I, and it sounds so simple. I get it in my head, but I don't necessarily like, I'm not necessarily in the practice of it. So like for now, like for example, if, if we average it out, if he works 10 hours a day, then that means that I put in one hour a day. If you, if you average out the math, right? Yeah. So if I put in one solid hour of work every day, just one really solid hour of work every day, that will, that will equate to the work that I do essentially. So if I want to take the whole rest of the day off, just take it all off and know that I put in my one hour. If I want to double it, put two hours in, but don't try to go from one hour to 10 hours a day. Like, cause right now yeah. my current work rate, which it sounds kind of funny to say this, my current work rate is an hour. Like it's it, it, an hour of actual work. I'm busy all day, like a lot of the days, but I'm not like working. Like when I actually do my work, you know, and the thing is, is like, I know what my productive actual work that actually makes me money that actually does something. And then I know my busy work. I, I, you know, I'm getting more clear on that. So right. This is, this is what I'm talking about though. This is something that as artists, I think we have to work through because like, you know, just take the act, an actor, like an actor, for example, or a painter, for example, the actual time that you're actually doing something to move your career forward is your work time. Like where you're actually producing something, making something happen, getting something, accomplishing something you want. But any other time where you're just doing like little things, like you're, you're, you're dabbling, so to speak, that's not your work. That's your busy time. Mm. And so if people just identified, and this is something I'm trying to do right now in my life, I'm not a master at it yet, but identifying where's my busy time and where's my actual work time. Mm. And, and so my model right now is to try to just basically be like, if I'm working for one hour, I work one hour and I'm producing and I'm, I'm calling and contacting and, and coaching or whatever it is that I need to do. I'm doing my job. And then if I want to go after that, I can put in either another hour or I can go and I can just do whatever I want. But basically I know for me to meet my commitments, I need to at least do one hour, basically five days a week. I yeah. need to do that to accomplish my goals. But like to me, that's hard for me to even like own that I've built that. Cause the thing is, is like right now, like it's like, I go back to that example of my dad, he puts in the work and then it's okay, Craig, do this now. That's what I do with myself. Mm. I'm like my own boss going, okay, you did that. Okay, go do this now. Now go do this. And I'm not even thinking about the thing I'm doing. It's just like, go get busy doing something. Right. You shouldn't be sitting around doing nothing. You can't go for a hike today. You know, yeah, yeah. sure. You've been sitting around. Sure. You just closed a big deal, but you can't go for a hike today. You've got to go do your work. You know what I mean? You got to do this thing. You, you yeah. did your coaching today. You did your whatever today. And so like, there's this part of me that's kind of going, okay, well, I need to reevaluate a little bit about how I function in my life. And yeah. I, it's, it's a great problem to have. I, I agree, you know, in that respect, but it's also an interesting psych, 
like psychology that it's, that I'm battling right now. Yeah. Cause I've been struggling with this whole, uh, motivation and drive and, and figuring out like, you know, and, and feeling bad about kind of being lazy. Um, but like, you know, my friend kind of helped me see that being lazy is, and my mentor even has been saying this to me for years is like, be more lazy, like own your laziness. You know, it just sounds so backwards to everything I've ever heard growing up. Yeah. But like laziness, like, basically, if you're motivated to be lazy, then you just need to get more done in less time. I mean, then you get to do, yeah. you know what I mean? Or really or less could, effort yeah, or, or get the same thing done with less effort yeah. or less time. Essentially, or really right? just commit to being lazy for sure. like a little while, you know, and really, and like, and just, yeah, like own it. Right. You know, like just, just like you want to be lazy, then be fucking as lazy as you can get. Like yeah. fucking like, like, like have fucking like, like lay out as fucking lazy as you possibly can in like your old house coat and shit and, and and (laughs) slippers and, and have, you know, dry Cheerios, like, you know, (laughs) hanging off your clothes and, and watch some stupid shit on TV and just like, and just do it, you know, full on and think of nothing else, you know, other than just doing that. Um, Cause you can kind of get it out of your system. The thing is like, it's, everything is so shifting. Cause you can only do that for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, it's when you kind of get caught in that position of like, Oh, I'm being lazy, but I should be doing work. What should I be doing right now? I should be, I should be working on this and I should be working on that. Oh fuck. Hold on. I got to rewind this right now. I, I missed that. I missed that. You know, and you like, cause now you're not really being lazy. You're just sitting around worrying mm-hmm. and yourself anxiety. And the thing is, this is kind of the sick thing about it is that we actually, we actually enjoy doing that. Suffering, like worrying. Yeah. We actually enjoy doing that in a, in a sick kind of little way. It's unhealthy, but there's an enjoyment we get out of it because we feel that as long as we feel bad about it, as long as we feel guilty about it, mm-hmm. then we're doing is we're doing, or at least we're doing something. Yeah. You know, at least I feel bad about not doing anything. Yeah. And it's like, don't like, what's the point in that? Like, just like, like enjoy doing nothing. And, and the thing is like, once you've enjoyed doing nothing and actually really let yourself enjoy that, you're going to probably after you like, you've finished watching like a movie, maybe a couple of movies, maybe you binge watch something for a little while or played some video. I don't know what you did. <laughs> that look was everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you'll probably find yourself just like, I feel like doing something. You'll actually be like, I feel like doing something now. This is like, like I'm, I'm over this shit now. Yeah. I'm over this being lazy shit and I'm going to do something. I, and then you get up and you do something, you know, like, cause like you, we shift, we move like nothing, nothing stays still. Even when we're being lazy, you know, like nothing that's only for temporarily, you know, like it's, it's the ebb and the flow of everything. It's like, you got to kind of got to step into that ebb and flow of things. Right. Yeah. You know what I, uh, I get what, what you mean. Making sense? This guilt, this guilt thing is a big part of my, my struggle. I, I yeah. you know, I don't, you know, it's funny cause I don't really think of myself as feeling guilty all the time, but I'm like realizing, I mean, a lot of the struggle is just feeling guilty. Like it's just, you know, feeling like I should be doing something like I should be doing this or should be doing that. Or, you know, um, 
like even when I like, you know, I wrote for like my five years, like, like I hit my five year point, I've written every day and I kind of like made a commitment to myself that I would celebrate when I actually got that point. When I celebrated, I even was like, well, I don't know if you can really celebrate, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, like there's yeah, this yeah. part of me that's like, you know, that doesn't want to just like, like fully just do certain things. And, you know, I think work can be kind of poisoned when you start to like feel all this guilt about it because it's such an energy suck, you know? Oh yeah. And I mean, I think, um, you know, I think there's one thing I really do appreciate about just having like a job job, you know, where you show up and you have a boss and you're not necessarily responsible for anything, but your little tasks. Um, there's, you know, cause I've done those before. Right. And like, um, there's something I like about that because you don't really take your work home with you. You just, you finish work, you go home, you go do whatever you want. And then you show up the next day at whatever time you're supposed to show up. You do your work for the time you're supposed to do it. And then when you're done, you're done, you move on. I think people talk about being self-employed. They talk about wanting this stuff, but it, 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 it creates a new interesting challenge, which is the psychology of being self-employed, the psychology of being responsible and knowing that you don't really like, you don't leave work like an employee the same way. Like, you know, you still manage your, your business. Yeah. And I think like artists are just little entrepreneurs because we're all just little mini businesses really, because when we're not working on our acting or our screenwriting or our painting or filmmaking or music or whatever it might be, we're going and probably thinking about what we could be doing or, you know, looking right. And so if it's really important to you too, it kind of starts to become very like uh, a part of your life. And, and I found that for myself and I've definitely seen that in a lot of like friends and stuff. And so, you know, where do you draw your lines? Like, where do you like not do that? You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, I love film. I love acting and writing. I love it. It's all great. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I just like, I just don't like, I just want to like a nice clean, like little break from it, you know, for a little bit, Yeah. you know, and I forget that I want that because I think I just want to do it all the time, but it's, you know, it can become overwhelming. I mean, on my Saturday, I tried to take the Saturday off. I almost did it a hundred percent, but then I had people calling me and there's some pressing stuff. And I, 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 I spent like about a good half hour, 45 minutes, just doing a little bit of work just to make sure something was taken care of on my Saturday yeah. that I said I would take off. But I'm like, shit, man, I'm on call all the time. Like, you know, there's certain kind of like, I put this above everything. Like I put yeah. this so high and, and, and there's part of me that's like, that's good. But, um, also I need to figure out, I need to somehow figure out how to like own my time a little bit around this career too, because, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's just a thing. It's not a, you know, there's this whole life I'm living too, yeah. right? Outside of that. Yeah. I don't know. It sounds I, weird to I say. I find it so but. interesting because like, I also like, I also take like Saturdays are like my day, mm -hmm. you know, for me to do whatever I want you know, like I've no, I've given myself no obligations. There's nothing I have to do. No work that needs to be done if I don't want to do anything. And what's interesting enough is that oddly, I'm probably Saturday's probably one of the most productive days I end up ha having. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Very, not always, but like every now and then it's just like, you know what? I actually just feel like doing this. And it's a weird thing when I've let go of having to do stuff like, Oh, I've got, you know, I have to make sure I do this and this and this and this. Once I've let that go and say, no, I don't have to do anything. Right. And then suddenly I kind of feel motivated to do some things. Right. 
you know, when there isn't anything on it, when there's no, there's no guilt around, around anything that I have to do. I just kind of follow what I actually want to do. Mm. And, you know, it's like, and I'll spend, yeah, like I'll spend several hours. Like maybe I'll watch a show, maybe I'll play some video games, maybe I'll, and then I was like, maybe I'll do a workout or maybe I'll go for a hike. You know what? I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do some work on the website. I'm going to sit down because that's what I want to do. Right. And I'll end up just like cranking out something really productive. Maybe not for a long time. I'll just be like, you know what? I did like an hour, an hour and a half of work here. I feel great. Yeah. Putting it down. I feel good about it. Hmm. You know, it's just like, it's, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing that kind of mind fuck that goes on inside of us. Yeah. You know, like that's just this whole thing about guilt. Maybe that's what we're talking about in this one. I think it really comes down to guilt. I really do. I mean, I think a lot of this busy and guilt are very related. Yeah. You know, because I'm thinking about it and it's like, um, you know, feel guilty if we're not being busy and, and Mm -hmm. like, you know, if someone asks us like, Oh, so what have you been doing? What have you been up to? You know, if you don't, if you can't tell anybody, tell everybody that's just like, Oh my God, I've been like just cranking, burning the midnight oil, (laughs) like every single day, blah, blah, like if you're not telling somebody that you're busy, there's this sort of weird sort of shame about the yeah. whole thing. Like, like, and everybody's so freaking wound up all the time, man. It's yeah, just man. like, it's crazy. No, it's true. You know, like uh, telling, you know, people asking, like saying like, oh yeah, I've been playing video games all day, every day for five days in a row. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I've fucking been binge watching Netflix shows and playing video games and like, you know, whatever. And like, in, in a certain way, if you just own it, like people be like, that sounds fucking awesome. But like, there's, a, it's more the way I like, and I've done this. I've literally played video games and binge watched and just, you know, just go down the street and grab some food and, you know, yeah. <laughs> come back and do my thing. And it's glorious. I gotta yeah. say, but the problem is, is the guilt that comes with kind yeah. of just taking some time to go do that. But the thing is, is like, you know, what's nice about getting like, uh, you know, what I found here as well. And, um, just about having, being able to like make my own schedule and time is that when I do stuff like that, I just like go and I binge do something. I kind of get it out of my system. And then I'm like really invigorated afterwards where it's like, I'm ready to go like and really work and do some really cool stuff. And it's, it's when I'm playing video games or watching shows or doing something like that. And I'm, I'm making myself all guilty about it where I'm not really enjoying it, but I'm not really working either. And then it, all it does is it just becomes this exhausting process where it's like a little bit of joys there, but it's not like, I'm not just like letting yeah. it go, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's almost, <laughs> we're kind of like going into sort of the little subtle nuance of something that everyone's <laughs> heard before. Yeah. Um, and it's actually great advice when you get into it, 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 once you get past sort of like how it's been used, but work hard, play hard. Yeah. You know, it's like, and, and if we kind of like extract some of like the wisdom out of this, you know, it's like, cause I've always thought of that as being like, work hard, play hard. Like you just, you're just like hard. Like you just like, like you're just you know, white knuckle fists, like through everything you do. And it's like, not necessarily mm-hmm. what it really means. is just like, re- like when you work, really work. And when you play, really play. Yeah. You know, and there, and when you do that, you actually establish kind of a balance in your life. Right. Right. But the problem is, is that so much of us are sort of working and sort of playing and you just kind of do this sort of the whole time and you never really do either. And then you're kind of like, 
you're ne- you're always just sort of stuck in this. Mm-hmm. It it is kind of this weird limbo. You're just kind of in this weird murky place of it's like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm doing yeah. some stuff, but I'm not taking it too hard. You know, I'm yeah. taking it. You know, like it's like oh okay. All right. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, this was something, this is actually, this is a lesson that I started to apply a lot, like uh, a while back where I started to look at my process of, of doing my work and it was really helpful. And I think I've definitely built some habits doing it, but obviously now I'm at the next phase of it and I'm, I'm going a little bit further, but my whole thing was like, okay, I'm looking at my busyness and I'm seeing myself as a workhorse. I'm just doing a lot of stuff. Like I'm just kind of like, you know, a workhorse, you just get it, see how many loads you can carry in a day. Just like go back and forth and back and forth and just always have it working and carrying its thing and whatever. Um, and it's just like a grind all day, you know, um, or it's like spinning something, you know, or whatever, like there's many models of it. But then I was thinking like, okay, well, do I want to be a workhorse or do I want to say like work, like say like a, like a leopard or like a cat, you know what I, and a cat will lay in a tree all day and it'll lounge around and it'll rest and it'll sleep. And then finally, when it goes on the hunt, it goes on the hunt full out, like everything, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. a win or lose, got it or didn't get in if it, and you know, eventually the cat eventually gets its target and and it continues to exist or it doesn't. Right. But this is kind of like do or die. This is all in kind of quality. And so I started to implement that, like play hard, work hard, play hard kind of quality. And I got to tell you, the results were awesome. But, you know, I kind of have slipped back a little bit into the workhorse model again, where I'd say I'm still performing in certain ways, like the practices I learned, like kind of the doing the kind of, you know, being the cat, being the, 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 the hunter, like finding the thing I want and getting it and then mm-hmm. moving on and resting. But, but it's the rest thing. It's the rest thing I have the battle with. That's where I feel all the guilt. It's like, yeah. well, you know, you're, you're lounging around today and you're not, you know, you have no coaching calls and you're not making any business calls. You're not doing this. So why don't you get busy doing this? Or why don't you get busy taking care of that or busy doing this? And like, I mean, just the other day, like I was, and I was telling you about this earlier, I was doing an activity that wasn't really necessary and didn't need to be done and wasn't really pressing. But I, you know, I was like, well, I guess I'll do this because it's something that I should do. It wasn't productive for me. It wasn't going to make me any money. Yeah. It really wasn't going to help anything anytime soon. Yeah. And so, and then I did it wrong anyway. And so it was like, <laughs> dude, then that was good that that happened because that made me go, all right, you know what? Lesson. I need to like reevaluate like why yeah. I'm doing this busy work. You know what I mean? Because like, it was so good that it was like after I'd done it for like two or three hours or however long it took me. And then I was like, this is just a big waste of time. I was just like, this is like, like I did, cause I did it wrong. I'm just going to have to redo it again if I want to do it. And I was just like, okay, there's something here. There's a lesson you got to take from this because this is like, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. This was a big waste of time. Yeah. And then you just laugh about it. I did. Yeah, I did. And it kind of really made me kind of almost like look at my process in a mirror and be like, you know, you could have like, you could have spent the last three hours literally doing anything you wanted. This made you no money, didn't get you forward in any way and didn't have any pressing need to get done. You could have played video games. You could have gone for a walk, a hike. You could have gone out and hung out with a friend. You could have done anything you wanted. So why did you do that? And I, and I literally chose this stupid choice, which is stupid because I wanted to create some way to keep myself busy for the day because yeah. I didn't have any other pressing work stuff 
you know, I didn't have any necessarily like direct leads to call or I didn't have any coaching things set up or whatever. And I mean, I'm sure I could have put, I mean, it would have been better if I would have put energy into something like that. Yeah. But I put energy into this other thing and it's just like, what a waste of time, you know, yeah. waste of time and energy and life, you know? Cause like also, you know, it's kind of like just to take this further. If you go, well, if I had one day left to live, what would I do with my day? And I sure as hell would have not done that. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> You would have had a week or a month or a year left. I probably would be really evaluating yeah, my choices totally. a lot better, you know? So I'm trying to like, I'm trying to just recalibrate right now. That's kind of where I'm at. So maybe, maybe that's kind of what this is about. You know, it's like recalibrating a little bit away from guilt, you know? Cause I think that's like really, um, yeah, at least that's for me. That's yeah, kind of what it is. Getting a little perspective on, on the whole thing too, especially it's like, you know, if, if you find yourself in a position where you have some free time, you know, and because that can be, especially for artists, that can be the thing that, that screws you up. Cause this is the thing that usually what happens with artists is like, you go from like, you have so much free time or you're just working all the time, mm-hmm. whether that's doing what you're doing or because you're working another job. And I've seen that happen too, where it's like, you know, artists end up working, you know, like they end up in full time jobs, mm-hmm. which I think I'm like, Oh my God, like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, how are you going to, how are you going to like do what you do? Mm-hmm. Where are you going to find the energy for that? You know, the time, and the energy you're working, you know, eight, eight, nine hours a day, five days a week, you know? And then one of those days is like, you know, doing practical shit. You're doing laundry and grocery shopping. Right. Right. And then maybe some socializing the rains. Like where, like, where are you getting to do what you want to do? Um, but anyhow, so it can, it can jump to these very big extremes for artists. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and things like if you, f- if you find for one, like if you're in a place of, you are in that position of, you know, you're working five days a week, I would, I would encourage you. We have some past podcasts that you can listen to about that. Um, I wish I could remember some of the titles of them right now, but we've done a few on just in terms of how to create more freedom. Uh, you know, look for freedom in the title, Uh, (laughs) but I would encourage you to, to start to reduce the amount of time that you spend working at a job to less than half of your time. Right. In the week. Um, and I want to say one other thing too, um, is that, you know, if you're like, cause there's, I'm sure there's someone out there that's like, I work like three jobs. I work all my time. I'm making minimum wage. I'm barely getting by yeah. able to eat and, and support maybe even my little family or whatever I got going on there. Well, you know, I get it. And that's struggle. And I've definitely been in survival mode. And the thing is, is that, um, you know, it's not necessarily like going to be an easy transition, but you need to ask for help and you need to like, you need to reach out. You need to go online. You need to start like Googling things that can get you out of it. There are ways to get out of it. There are ways to start thinking. But the thing yeah. is, is like, you know, I think about people who are, they grew up in like a, like a ghetto or they grew up in some like, you know, with a, with a family that was in poverty or even without parents and stuff like that. And they're, and they're, and they didn't get the education and they're struggling. Right. So the thing that I have to say to that is that don't, don't worry. It's, it's, you know, you, you might be in a little bit of a, a little bit of a hole, a little bit of muck, but you can get back out of it. Like, yeah. like, and, and you know what? Um, 
people who have every advantage in the world, get themselves in a massive debt. I did, you know, I've, I've been digging myself out of that and, and getting myself into, uh, you know, clear and free and, 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 and building my life again forward the way I want. But like, it's very easy to, it's very easy to happen. It doesn't matter where you are in your life. And, um, you know, all of a sudden your bills outweigh what you're making and you're and you're struggling and, um, you know, and, uh, your confidence can be shaky and whatever, but it's, it's partly just going, okay, well, like the way that I do life right now is not necessarily working the way that I want it. So I need to make small changes, incremental changes, and those incremental changes will build up to something, you know, but I think like, uh, um, you know, I think what we all like, and I get caught in this too, is I just want to like, I know where I want to be and I want to change everything and just be that guy doing that life already. But like, like right now, even as I speak, I have poor habits with certain things. And it's not like I can change every habit just today. It just doesn't work that way. But I can incrementally start working each little habit. And as I do, you know, I can slowly change my situation. I can slowly evolve myself. So I just want to say that that's, you know, like you're hearing us talk and yeah, definitely like, like you're not going to be able to make that immediate transition to like going from like, you know, maybe even cutting down to half your day is not possible yet. But if you start going, okay, well, if it were possible, what might I need to do? You can start making steps and you'll get there. Yeah. And maybe you cut off like, I mean, maybe you cut off one day a week, right? That's just all you do. But one day a week could change your whole life. And with that little, like one thing I've learned too, is once I make one incremental change and if it adds up to something, like it gives me another free day or something, that day can, can be so monumental because previously, if you had no days off one day off, you, you have one day to think that you didn't have before. And then you get two days off, three days off, whatever. I know you cut yourself down to like three yeah. and a lot of, a lot of people you work with are still at five, right? So you got yourself a couple extra breathing room days, Yeah, you know? And so like, and, and I, I, to I do more stuff like this. Yeah, exactly. And right? have more energy to do stuff like this. And the thing is like, it, it is, it's a mind fuck because I thought I'm like, can I, can I cut it down? Like, you know, I, I, and that's the thing. It's like, you might be in a situation, maybe it seems impossible. You're like, no, I can't do this and blah, blah. That's like, okay, you know what? Get it. You're frustrated. It's not about making these things overnight. You know, like it's, it is, it's, it's you, you, they're things to work towards. You just start to look for, well, where might there be an opportunity Yeah. to just shave a little, little here and a little bit there give yourself just a little bit more free time because here's then, then the opposite side of the spectrum is let's say you're in that position where you do have a lot of free time. Yeah. Um, and there's all this sort of this sense of maybe, you know, that sense of guilt, that sense of like, Oh, I, I should be, should be doing something. Well, guess what? Most people who are out there who are just like, you know, burn the candle from, you know, on both ends who are, you know, it's oddly something we really highly admire in our society. You know, it's people who are just basically just like, (laughs) are just like totally burnt out from just doing, 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 doing. Yeah. Tiredness is a badge of honor. Um, Yeah. yeah. Being busy, being exhausted, being, you know, like having so much going on. It's like, it's like, yeah, I'm doing something. Except the thing is that they have guilt too, which is that they're not really doing what they want to be doing because what they really want is to have free time to do more of what they actually want to do. 
Yeah. And, so and go fucking figure. So you're already in a good position because you already have like, you're already in a position where it's like, oh wow, I have free time. Yeah. I have free time. That's really what most people want. People just want time to do what they want to do. Yeah. You want your freedom. So congratulations. You, you actually get to enjoy that lifestyle. Some of that lifestyle right now. That is fan freaking tastic and enjoy some of that. Like enjoy it. Yeah. Um, don't feel guilty about it. You know, like that's, that's, you're kind of living part of the dream at this point in time, if you allow yourself. (laughs) I hear you. You know, freedom and autonomy, right? You know, it's interesting. I want to talk about this in a moment, but I want to talk about this beer quickly because I'm out and I want to refill. Oh, okay. Um, how do you think? Going down. Bad boy. Yeah, it's going down nice. Um, it's, uh, I don't know. It might be an IPA or something. Might be an IPA. It's really, but it's really kind of light and easy. Maybe it's not an IPA. Maybe it's like an ISA or an ESB. I'm going to say that. Or a pale ale. Just a pale, maybe a regular pale ale. There's three <laughs> options there. It's everything. It's everything, it's everything under it's the nothing. sun. It's nothing. I don't know what it is. All right. This is Main Street Brewing. It's Old Night's Pale Ale. Ah. Yeah, man. Um, cool little can. Uh, named for our neighbors. The artist-run Western Front, former home of the Knights of Pythias, Old Knights Pale Ale is a Pacific Northwest take on the classic English pale ale. Hop forward, aromatic with a slight citrus and lots of pine notes, brewed with Columbus and Cascade hops. There you go. Have a can of it. Nice. Very good. Their, their branding is always so like, it's so simple. Mm-hmm. I really like, I you know, like I really, it. I really like that. I mean, it's, uh, I always appreciate really simple, you know, simple, simple stuff. Actually, you know, what's funny is that one of the blogs that I'm working on right now and kind of developing, and I'm going to, uh, I'm actually going to do like a little bit of a mini course on it. I think eventually, I don't know when, but we'll see. But basically, um, kind of the whole idea came up of like making sure your film doesn't suck. I think I maybe mentioned this before. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, well, what are the things that make a film suck? And so I was like, okay, well, let's identify. And I think I identified, uh, I think I identified seven things that are key. So, um, just to kind of give you guys an idea of them, you know, bad acting, right? That's one, uh, it really, really bad lighting, uh, sound that isn't like, you know, isn't blending really well, yeah, yeah. whatever it's choppy, uh, you know, having, um, you know, having, uh, basically, uh, just a weak script, stuff like that. Right. So anyway, mm-hmm. so I'm going through this and as I'm going through this, I'm kind of identifying like where, what, what happens, what goes wrong with the movie that kind of makes it suck and then remedies on like how to fix it and stuff like that. Right. right. Um, and so, uh, you know, the next blog that came out of that was like, well, um, okay, well, you know, you're shooting independently. You're not, you don't have a big budget and you want to make your film, but you want to make it good and you don't want it to suck. You know, what, what can you do? And I was kind of like going, okay, well, like, you know, how do you shoot something for less, keep it simple and still keep it good. And so I was going over this whole like simple thing, like, you know, minimize your crew, minimize your locations, choose a script that's got like 
um, you know, it doesn't, it isn't so demanding, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going through this process and like the thing that I, that the thing that I think this course will be really good for is not only did I build my career on kind of doing this, you know, keeping things simple, doing the minimalist, I just basically call it the minimalist approach to filmmaking, right? Doing minimalism in filmmaking, like a minimalism process is one of the best ways to get yourself ahead. Because if you think about it, there's so many filmmakers out there who are constantly making excuses why they're not making a film. Yeah. And I remember you and I went down to the American film market and we're, we're trying to find parking. And I don't know if you remember this, but I was watching and we were walking by and we saw a director, a camera operator, a sound operator with a boom and two actors and they were shooting their movie. And I was thinking, and they were just at a little cafe shooting it. And I thought, yeah, that's minimalist filmmaking. That's it right there. Just that's all you need. You need your actors, your crew, you keep it simple, yeah. run and gun. They didn't even have any lighting set up, yeah. but it looked good. You could see that they were using natural light in a smart way. And like, um, you know, I think that the thing is, is that, um, sometimes you can get a lot done with less. And I think that kind of relates to like, you know, like, um, to this whole process is like, you don't need to make your comp, your, your process more complicated than it is. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes it's just simple. Like, you know, someone's in sales, for example, what's the number one thing that makes you money sale, right? So what do you got to do to get a sale? Keep it simple. So at first I got to get somebody and I got to sell them. Okay. Well, I don't have anyone to sell. So what do you got to do to get somebody to sell? Well, I have to get leads. Well, okay. What do you have to do to get leads? Well, I have to put the word out there. Okay. What do you have to do to put the word out there? Well, I have to put an ad together. So you go, okay, great. Or I have to call somebody and get a referral, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, is so you go back to that basic nugget and you do that. Well, and you do the next thing. Well, you do the next thing. Well, and you start to find out your process is very, very simple, but mm-hmm. you know, you've been making it all complicated, working on your logo, working on your website, trying to put all this shit together. Yeah. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter because your website alone is not going to sell anybody. You're going to have to actually figure out how to get out there. So like, you know, um, I've been kind of trying to think about like, cause my buddy brought this up, right? Like, just like I said, he works literally 10 times the hours I work to make the same amount of money. I just have simplified my process now. But the question is, is like, why am I doing anything that is outside of simplified process? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and kind of like what we're talking about guilt, like really is just the reason why I start doing something that is like irrelevant. That doesn't actually get me anywhere. Yeah. Just, yeah. Busy work stuff. Busy work. You look like you're doing something or feel like you're kind of doing something, but deep down, you know, you're not really doing anything. You're not getting anything done. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the other thing too is like, you know, um, we've had tons of people sign up with BC film Academy and like right now, just at this current moment, if anybody's interested, all we got really set up for people and for them to get collected right now in BC Film Academy and start working is we're just holding a Atlantic page. You've seen it. It's very yeah. simple, very elegant. And, uh, you know, lots of people are just going, boom, sign it up. Great. Roll it in. Good. You know, the thing is, is like right now, that's all that's really necessary, but you could spend a lot of time, you know, putting all this stuff together. I'm going to expand it. We're going to expand it, put a blog in, you know, when you get into the actual class, it gets a little more complicated. All that's great. But the thing is, is right now is like, Hey, what's the simplest thing I can do to move this stuff forward. And I feel like this is an important kind of comment to bring forward, you know, because this is something where I want to Like, I already know what I want to do moving forward from this podcast. I want to start doing the simple work that I know actually makes something happen or accounts for something measurable and stop doing all the busy work around it. 
you know, because, um, you know, and, and just really like, I'm going to stop. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you already what I'm going to do. I'm going to stop myself and go, does this move forward within the next week or at least month move forward, get me what I actually want? Or does it do something that's just kind of busy and like, is more for like three months down the road or a year down the road? Like, you know, and I want to like really kind of start to calibrate and then really go like, what else could I be doing right now that would get more immediate results to what I need to do? And then just kind of start to prioritize a little bit more and, um, you know, and, and then really decide like, okay, well, do I want to do my busy work right now? That isn't necessarily going to get me any, anything immediately. Is it worth it for me to invest that time and energy and effort into it? Or is it better for me to just go and go for a walk, go for a hike, go for some food, go meet a friend, go play some video games, whatever I want to do. Yeah. Drive my remote control car around. (laughs) What do I want to do? Because I think this is the thing, right? Is like, it's so easy to just get busy. It's so easy to get busy doing nothing. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. That's, that's, that's what I'm going to do taking forward. I know that's already my kind of personal call to action, at least so far. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, this, this whole guilt thing has definitely been coming up because I feel like guilt, guilt is just like a real, it's a real distraction, you know, it's like, cause you start getting guilty. Well, at least I start getting guilty. And then I start, you know, making work for myself in a way. Cause there's, you know, I also find yeah. like being self-employed, you know, there's always work to do. There's always, always, always something to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there, and, and there will always be another thing to do. Mm-hmm. You know, even when you get to a place, you know, yeah, like there'll still be more to do. There will still be more to do, you know, like this thing that you were, you know, you're hoping this place and time that you're hoping to get to at one point that you work towards, you know, maybe you've arrived to that point and you're like, holy shit, I've done it. And you're like, oh, but there's still more to do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There is like, there's just more, like there will always be more to do. So it's really like, it is, it is up to you. It is up to each and every single one of us as individuals to establish balance for ourselves. Right. Cause no one else is going to do it because it's like with your dad, you know, it's like, if you're leaving, like if, if you're gauging this to someone else to tell you when to stop and when like, it's not going to happen there. People will just be like, Oh, well do this and do this and do this. And you've got to define your own boundaries and, and, it's so funny because people will just ask you and ask you and ask you because yeah. it's like, Oh, it's no problem. It's no problem. It's no problem. It's not because people mean to be assholes. No, it's because it's like, Oh, okay. You know, like they're cool. You yeah. know, like it's good. They want to do this until you say, it's like, actually, you know what? Uh, I've had, I've, 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 I'm good yeah. for, for today or I'm going to, it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. For sure. Absolutely. Thanks yeah. for everything you've done. You know, it's just like, it's like until yeah. you, but you have to set those boundaries, right? Not only for others, but for yourself as well. Cause in many ways, that's kind of like, you, you kind of have one of those people inside of you. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, we'll do this. We'll do this. We'll do this. Except that one guy, that guy's kind of usually a little bit more of an asshole. Yeah. You know, a lot of but, these tech companies, like a lot of these uh, forward moving companies, their, their workers don't necessarily have to work for a certain amount of time, nor do they have to show up at work at a certain time or even at all. Yeah. All they have to do is get their tasks done. And so, um, you know, they're, they're basically, they're paid basically on getting their tasks done. I think if there is a job to have, if I was not working for myself and wasn't self-employed, that would be for me the ultimate thing because basically I would have the autonomy and the freedom 
but it would be nice in the sense because I would have a set series of tasks that I just need to complete and I could do that in my yeah. own way. Um, and the thing is that it does, it really makes having a clear sort of like tasks to complete yeah. makes doing them easier. Right. You know, because like, okay, I know what I have to do. Half, the, I think more than half, more than half the battle is just, is just what to do. Right. Um, and so often we just get caught at like looking at the big picture and we're like, holy shit. And we don't look at just like the, the things to do, just like the little task or the little thing that's right in front of you to do that. You know, it's like, and when you only look at that, when you only look at what's right here, right actually in front of you, which is an interesting thing, the way that we actually are the most productive, the way that we sort of thrive, um, in productivity, uh, is very much sort of like what, uh, a lot of, you know, like the Eckhart Tolle's and like other figures <laughs> like that have, are, have been saying about our own lives, right? It's like, look at what's right in front of you. Yeah. Because the moment you're, you're, you're looking back here, you know, which would be like maybe in, in this sort of, um, ha- how we're relating this, uh, you'd be saying, Oh God, well, I haven't done all of this stuff, you know, right. that, all the stuff that you didn't do. And there's the guilt, right. That you're bringing into it. And now shit, now you're not looking at the thing that's right in front of you. You're looking at all the shit that you didn't do. Right. And now you're just feeling guilty. And now you're just like killing your drive. Right. Or you're looking at, Oh my God, there's so much shit to do. You're looking at the future. Right. And now, and, and it's looks so overwhelming that you're just like, I, I can't do it you know, and you've got this fear looking at the future. So now like, and, and that screws you too. Mm. But if you look at just the thing that's right in front of you, if you deal with just the present moment, everything is fine. Right. If you deal with just the task that is in front of you, it is doable. Right. It is usually very easily doable. Yeah. You know, it's like when you actually, when you really break it down, like into like just a little, like, thing. It's like, well, what is the, like, what is literally the very first step? It might seem so like mundane. It's like, oh, well, um, means I have to go and I don't know. I've got to open up my, my docs program. There you go. (laughs) Step one. (laughs) Okay. I can do that. It's like, all right, now you've got to give it a title. You've got to, or what, I don't know what the fuck you're doing right yeah. now, but like, it's, you really, you break it down into the small steps. Like, like, what do you have to do first? And when it's done that way, it's quite manageable. Yeah. Right. And you don't get overwhelmed and you also don't get just like drained and, and, well, yeah. and guilted and guilting yourself into out of doing something. And I think with the step, step thing you're pointing out is, is so important and it's priorities are so important, you know, is like really figuring out like what needs to be done first, what needs to be done right now. And, um, you know, there's this, usually I think what happens at least for me in my process and what I see with a lot of people is like, um, when they have a goal is like, they have this thing they want or this thing they think they need to do, but it's like, okay, but for you to do that, what other things need to get done first? And you bring it down and you're like, that's the thing you need to be doing right now. And once that's done, you can move to this and this, and then finally you'll be here. But like this thing's three steps ahead of these other things you got to do. Yeah. But I think what happens is sometimes when we start planning, we start looking at the little things like they're like, well, I don't need to really write that down because it's so small. No, write that down. Like, 
you know, if, if you turn your, like, like, I don't know, I don't want to give advice. I'm just saying what I do. If I make my life a step-by-step thing, things happen because all I have to do is take a step. I can take a step, but if I have to take a leap or I have to get like way over there, jump across a building, like that's hard. That's scary. But if all you have to do is go like from here to here and I know that gets me forward, there's no problem there. Yeah. Right. And every step is easy. You know, all, you know, that's, and it also makes it so much easier just to chip away at something just to like check one thing off the list. You know, it feels like on a day when you're feeling like, Oh, I got nothing. I'm just like, (laughs) Oh, but I can do that. Like Mm -hmm. I can do that one thing that's next on the list. Like that'll take me. All right. I'll do that. And you checked one thing off. Maybe that's all you do, but maybe you're like, you know what? I'm going to do the next one too. Right. Like, whatever, but it's like, you know, and also being able to just check something or cross something off of a list, you know, it feels great. You know, like give yourself all of those little wins. It might seem stupid and mundane, but you're like, yeah, all right. I did that. I did that. I did that. I did that. And I did that too. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Yeah. My, my model is like to try and like, you know, I've been doing this for a while. It's just to try to accomplish three things every day three little things every day. And if I do that, then I feel like I won the day. And that's been really, really helpful. And sometimes, um, I feel like it's too small and sometimes I don't, I don't get all three done, but I get like one or two done, but I always like kind of have my thing. And so that's a great way I find to kind of just keep myself moving. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's funny because I think about where I am in my life now and I, I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily like all my dreams and everything have come true, but in certain ways I'm, I am proud of where I've gotten and where I've gotten has just been essentially little step by little step by little step. And, you know, um, my friend was pointing out to me, he was like, you know, you should be really, really proud of where you are. Like it's yeah. incredible. And the thing is, is for me, what happens is, and I think this is normal for everybody is you normalize wherever you're at. So like now I'm here now I think I need to be there. It's no different than when I was over here thinking I need to be here. Like, but the thing is, is so I'm, I'm like, I'm in a process right now of trying to keep myself a little bit in check and kind of go like, yeah, appreciate where you are, know where you want to go, but also have the patience to understand that you are getting there. Like every day you are taking little steps to get forward. So my best advice that I can give to anybody is appreciate where you are. Cause it's where you are. It is, yeah. it, it, you know, there's something yeah. great about that. I think this is like, and, and when yeah. do you get to be happy? Yeah, I know. It's not right? Like right now, like, cause you know? you'll always move the goalposts. You just make it like a farther race to run, so to speak, yeah. you know? And so you got to like kind of celebrate each little win and set milestones. That's one thing else I could say. Like if right now, if you're working 160 hours a month, for example, or 180 or whatever the hell it is, and you could work and, and, and you can start working at like 170 hours or 140 hours or 10 hours less or one day less, you've won at life to some degree, right? So set that as a milestone, then you'll get there and then you'll be like, can I do two days less? And then maybe you will. And then eventually, you know, you might say like, well, you know, like, could I start my own business? And then you will. And then you're like, could I do it full time? And then you will. And then could I, charge more for what I do or offer or create, or could I make more money doing that with less time? And then you will, and just get specific about what all those things are. And, and I think like, like, I don't know, like, and we should do a podcast on this at one point, but patience has been such a huge thing for me Oh because patience in the sense that like, you know, it's great to have goals and ambitions, but to be patient and know that like, where I'm at right now is okay. And I am incrementally getting there. It's going to take time, Yeah. but not trying to like 
get there so quickly. Like, yeah. like, I think I mean? we did did a podcast. I think it was called "Patience is the Key to Process" or something yeah. like that. Well, I need to but, review um, that one because, like, that's that really yeah, it was. And you know, that's been the lesson that's been hammered over my head, like over and over. It's just like, just take a breath, be patient. You know, trust this is a process, and 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 see that you know you can do this by just taking many steps, as opposed to like um, my frustration is sometimes I'm just like, but I want to be here now, and yeah you know, I think we can all, and that's a sure, that. and that's a sure but, fire away. That's a statement in guilt right. right there. Yeah. I should be here now. I should be. That's there. even and worse. I'm not, I, yeah. I'm not there right now. Oh God. <laughs> Why am I not there right now? Yeah. Well, it's because I'm not good enough. And because I'm not talented <laughs> enough. And blah, yeah. Well, that's blah, where the, blah, and that's blah, where blah. the story comes in. And it's yeah. all bullshit. You know, it's yeah. just like, it's, it's completely bullshit. You know, it's like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this is good. That's this is good. good. Man. I, like I, you know, I'm going to, I want to, I think we should just wrap this up. I think so too. Yeah. Um, and I already know what my takeaway is with this one. This has kind of gotten me uh, feeling, feeling a little inspired here. I want to come back to something that you said. Okay. Um, that I, I would, I kind of have two things that I, that are kind of things I'm taking away with this is for one, you know, like I've been, I've been dragging my feet a little bit on, on relaunching my school. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, I'm like, you know what? I haven't broken down getting like that relaunch in, into a step-by-step process. Okay. And so I've got a goal in mind of what I want to get to. I'm going to start from there. I'm going to work backwards mm. on, on how to get there. I'm going to just break it down onto what I need to do into all the little bits. And I'm going to start crossing those things off. Right. Um, the other thing that I, I really love, and I'm going to do this too. And I would encourage everyone else to do it. Something you said, I I think it's brilliant. Um, what are three things that I can do to win the day, the day? Ah, yes. You know, what are three things you can do that would just win the day? Like what, what's a win? What, like what I, I, I think that's just great. Mm. Um, three things that you can do that would just be a win for you. Like come up with that list for you. Just come up with that list. I think that's freaking great. Like it's so simple as we've been talking about. It's so yeah. simple, but I, I can see the, like how kind of profound that that is and can be someone, you know, like you really dig deep, you find those three things, like what would make this day a win for you? If you got these things, if you did these things, right, it doesn't matter what they are, how big, how small, how, how mundane they might seem. If that's a win for you, then it's a win for you. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I think that that's, that's fantastic. So I'm going to encourage everyone to do that. And, um, that's it. That's, that's all I got. That's great, man. Yeah. You know, I've been doing the, the three things a day. I created a contract actually. And if anybody wants it, I can give them a link to it. I actually put it on uh, my Facebook fan page if people want it, but, um, it's, it's a contract I've lived by since I think I was about 18 or something. And it's basically, um, doing three things every day and also doing one uh, thing of kindness or some type of giving thing to, to someone else somehow in some yeah. other way every day. And, um, it's been monumentally helpful, but I remember, um, when I was younger, I remember my dad kind of 
taught me that. He's like, what's your one, two, three, what's your one, two, three. And that was a big thing. And, um, he's like, I don't care if it is, I'm just going to get up and I'm going to get a coffee. That's your win. That's your win, man. Yeah. You're going to get a coffee. You just did your first thing of the day. And I thought, you know what you like, you've given me a huge gift because now I see that I can just like, if that's what I need to get my day going and, and like, and don't make it wrong that all you can do today is get out of bed and go get a coffee. Cause like when I went through my depression period, like sometimes just getting up and going to get breakfast or going to get a coffee was like the game changer for the whole day. Yeah. And my, my, my two tasks, you never know my two tasks most days when I was in like really like deep in depression was go get a coffee or go get breakfast in the morning and go to the gym at some point in the day. Yeah. And like those two were pretty constant and those were huge. And I just was like, I could just do those. I could do those most days. And like, and then what happened was uh, like with building those little things, it could, you know, the third presents itself in many, many ways. You yeah. Know, the third can be a little more dynamic, but like your number one, like once you get your, it's like anything. It's like, once you get your number one done, you're in momentum. And then the other two don't come so hard, but it's always that neutral to first, which is the hardest. Right. So, you know, so when people are out there doing that one, two, three, if just, uh, like over a decade of advice, I can tell you just, um, get your number one done and make your number one, not the hard, like, like people say, you do your hardest thing first. I do agree with that. But if you're not even in momentum yet, your hardest thing right now might be getting a coffee. Yeah. It might be like, just get out of bed at 8 a.m. Yeah. or whatever. Get out of bed. That might be it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like what, like you don't have, and this is the cool thing about the one, two, three is you can set that bar as high or low as you want, you know? And the thing is, is you'll, you will raise it if you stay on it. I find Yeah. You know, so yeah, you know, that's, that's good. Totally. And, I, and I like it too. It's like, yeah, it could be just getting out of bed. Yeah, man. Like, you know, I've, you know, like I've been there where getting out of bed was a, was a win, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, and, and I don't care. Like we kind of talked about early too, like wherever you're at, you know, you could just like, let that out and you could just, you can roll out of bed and you can sit down and be like, all right, <laughs> I did it. I'm out of fucking bed, you know, <laughs> out of fucking bed. I'm a big fucking winner. And yeah. it's just like, whatever, man. It's like, that's great. Yeah. It's totally. a win. I don't give a shit. It's a win. <laughs> you know, like it's, yeah. Just set those things up for yourself. Set wins up for yourself. Yeah. yeah I think it's, it's so great. And also like three things is yeah. perfect. Leave it to three things. There's a great talk, um, that I recently saw Alan Alda mm. give on, on big think. And it's like the rule of, he has a rule of three. Yeah. It's like, if you're going to talk to somebody, you're going to make some points. You say three, th- you like three things at the most. Uh. He's like, because I can usually only remember three things. And if I can only remember three things, then the person who I'm talking to is only going to be able to yeah. remember three things, three things, three things are easy. Three things are enough. You know, I'm going to, I'm cause my, my thing too is here's what I'm going to take. And I'm going to, I said it earlier, but what I'm going to do is I take away from this is I'm, I'm pretty practiced at the three things a day. All, I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to really like really honor my three things per day. And I'm going to try to push my three things more into like priority stuff. Cause yeah. like, I think sometimes like a new re- list of three things, you yeah. can redraw it. Yeah. I'm know? just going to reevaluate my three things. Like maybe my three things is like, you know, write a blog right now is really important to me. That's a big thing today. Getting the podcast done was another, but like, um, you know, just doing, doing something like either it means like reaching out to somebody, uh, you know, maybe doing like just something that forwards my goals in some ways or whatsoever. Um, even if it's just like, okay, I'm just going to go do something that's fun today. But regardless, I'm really going to look at my, I'm, I'm actually going to look at my three things 
in terms of like, okay, what do I need to do today? And I only get, if I only got three things to do, what were the three things that I would do today that would win this day and make this yeah. day worth it? And like, it doesn't matter if I get them all done in the morning and then I'm free for the rest of the day, but I'm just going to evaluate my day that way. Yeah. And then if I want to do any extras, I can, but I don't have to, but I'm yeah. just going to kind of get in the habit of doing that because I think right now is I just want to get away from this guilt and busy work bullshit I've been doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. So yeah, that's, yeah, this has been yeah, good. I like man. that. Three wins to win the day. Yeah. Three wins to win the day. Do it people. All right. Well, that's our podcast. Thanks for tuning in. It's uh, Brandon and Evan, as usual. Yes. That was our show for today. Thanks a lot for listening and being a part of this. If you enjoyed our conversation, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Or you can learn more and message us at www.thebndpodcast.com. Oh, and make sure to leave a comment and rate us on iTunes. That will really help us out a lot. It definitely will. Thanks. Thanks.